I'm just so tired. I can't keep going. Nonsense. You've got a lot more power than that. Never give up. But I can't. It's too hard. Life is hard. That is true. But I promise you, if you keep going, you will reach your next breakthrough. <laughs> You're right. I've done it before. I can do it again. That's the spirit. Now again, we follow your might. S-A-M-I-R-Y-E. Sammy Rye here with another one of those podcasts with Sammy Rye. Um, we're kicking off 2023. This is the first episode of the year, and I'm really excited. We've been working on the podcast a lot this week, trying to add a lot of new features to it. And it's actually 1.27 a.m., about half an hour before my podcast deadline, and I'm still working on the podcast. Don't think I'm going to get all the features in. Internet went down just now. And that's funny because the first topic of the week is going to be David Goggins' new book, can't or never finished right <laughs> the first book was can't hurt me and it's it's amazing because what i want to talk about this week is how we have to try to focus on when you're listening to someone trying to teach you something or share their experience with you you can't take it literally right i feel like sometimes you know i used to talk about this a lot in the podcast if someone's talking to you about you know rebuilding a house but you want to open a baking shop you know, there, there's things you can learn from the person rebuilding the house. They're out there. They're doing it. Um, if you listen to the, the intangibles, kind of the little things in the middle, you can learn from that. And when I like what I like about Goggins, I think a lot of people get confused is they think, oh, it's all about working out. It's all about extreme fitness. But really, the thing that brings me into that guy and gets me motivated and keeps my mind kind of tuned is that he talks about just mental toughness, preparing for things that are difficult. And his new book, Never Finished, really encapsulates that. He talks about some of the things that he actually backslid with, some of the problems he had after becoming successful. How do you still keep that savage mentality, that workout mentality that he was known for, the thing that kind of got him recognized? How do you keep that afterwards? It wasn't easy for him. He made a lot of mistakes. He's very honest and truthful. He also talks about his you know, experience in business, trying to become a self-published author, all the ups and downs that have to do with that. Um, I cannot recommend the audiobook enough, and that's the one thing I want to talk about, the main thing I want to talk about on the podcast this week. The second topic, and I'm going to focus on, you know, heavily on both of these topics this week and keep it there, is going to be Leonardo da Vinci. Now, Leonardo da Vinci, another very misunderstood character in history, a lot of people, even myself included, I think we have an idea of who he is, and he kind of becomes this cartoon in our head about a person who like was a painter. You might know that. You might know he was an inventor. You might think that. Um, you might think that um, you know he's really known for being what they call a polymath or a Renaissance man, in a sense where he was known for a time period where people would kind of dedicate their lives to one thing. He did lots of different things, and I, I think it's important to talk about him today, along with David Goggins, because we're talking about mentality moving into the new year. There's a lot of things we have to focus on, our mentality. There's a lot of noise coming from different directions out there about, you know, the New Year's resolutions and stuff like that. And I think that these two men, their stories will help kind of give us some, um, some perspective about what we can do moving on into the new year. Those are the main topics we're going to get into this week. I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. Here we go. All right, so David Goggins, um, you know, if you guys have heard of him, you know, you, you might know some things about him, but just to kind of address people who have no idea who he is, 
David Goggins is a person who became kind of famous maybe two or three years ago on the internet for being kind of like the most popular marathon athlete. Um, kind of a, the personality that was really, I think, amazing about him was that he he was a Navy SEAL, you know, veteran, a marathon athlete, um, has a lot of these physical endurance challenges that he's done, 100 mile races, things that I think that, you know, he wasn't the first one to do these things. But on the internet, this hadn't become cool yet. It hadn't become trending yet. And Joe Rogan was interested in him and had him on his podcast. And that really blew him up. And the book that he had was called um, Can't Hurt Me. It's a great audio book. I haven't read the paperback book. I'm not usually a guy who goes for paperback books. But Can't Hurt Me was a book that came out. And for me, that book was life-changing. It was a book that really helped open up my mind to not just things you can do, physical fitness, talking about like how to go past the limits that you perceive for yourself. But also, it was a book that really talked about his life and had such an honesty to it. It's not a self-help book. It's a book that really shows you a real human, their problems, and kind of all the reasons why they shouldn't be able to do anything. And again, he wasn't famous because of just Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan heard of him because he was making some noise on the internet. People were seeing some of the things that he was doing. And really his personality, he's kind of like raw in your face. Not in your face, but kind of like raw, just like honest, you know, no bullshit, you know, basically way to explain things. Really kind of cut him out of, I think, where a lot of um, the self-help industry kind of has a lot of like cheery people that are really happy and real positive and have like a quick, easy program they think you can do. If you follow it, you'll be successful. Yet somehow like they make a whole career sell- selling you like 12 other programs. Um, and he kind of was just very different um, anti-self-help, I guess, but also like someone that I think you would see in the self-help industry. And he addresses all that. In his first book, he tells the life story basically um, and all the things he went through, and I don't want to ruin it because I mean, can't hurt me. It's definitely an audiobook that you guys should get. Um, it is not a bad audiobook by any stretch of the imagination. I, I have to say, starting off, that you know, can't hurt me by David Goggins, his new book, um, you know, never finished, and then it's kind of a companion book if I want to make it into a little trilogy in my mind by a by an author named Jesse Itzler. He had a book called Living with a Seal, which documents a thirty day time period where he actually convinced David Goggins to live in his house with him and like train him around the clock. And um, it's an amazing story. It's so funny. Jesse Isler is such a funny person. And when he's telling the story, seeing him live with a guy like David Goggins for 30 months or for 30 days, is just such an extreme. And seeing that another person sharing that, that example, um, you know, going through that life with him, and that perspective, I think, really reinforces everything that was already talked about in, um, you know, and Can't Hurt Me, and now, of course, and Never Finished. Um, going into Never Finished, that book by David Goggins, it really shows you, you know, after you reach some kind of level of success or comfortability, how do you keep going? Why do you keep going? What's the reason? Um, and he talks, honestly, again, not like these are the things that you need to do. He just kind of really explains his trials and error, uh, you know, trials and tribulations and Things that he goes through, and you have to read between the lines. He doesn't do it for you. It's not, again, it's not a self-book book that says, like, just do this or do that. There are some things that he calls evolutions. They kind of, you know, they're not even direct, like, go do this. They're actually kind of long stories, um, like, almost like, like parables, where, like, you listen to them, and you kind of figure out what you're getting from it. Um, I, I don't want to really ruin too much of it and get into all the details, but I'm saying if you're starting 2023... 
I mean, I, I put it on my, my kids, right? I'd say, hey, look, if I died, these are the books I would leave them. These are the books I would say, you know, if you listen to these stories, these are the things that are going to help you in life. You're going to teach you a lot of things that make my kids listen to the books. Um, and they're not meant for children. So if you're like a parent who like doesn't like your kids hearing like bad words or hearing about horrible situations in real life, then maybe, you know, you want to present them some kind of a sanitized version of, say, story or, or I don't know, maybe you don't want to show them the story. I don't care. I tell my kids, this is the most important thing. You need to hear this one way or the other. Um, because especially in this generation, I come from a much rougher background, a much rougher city. Um, I feel like now, you know, there's a lot of, I don't want to crap on like millennials. I consider myself like an elder millennial. I think that's funny. Um, but like, I think this generation is great. The younger generation is coming up now. I believe in all the future generations. But I do think that they experience some some hardships in the sense where things have gotten easier. And because of that, they don't have as many opportunities to go through a lot of like constant challenges that I think build the kind of character that people, not only from my generation, but previous generations. I definitely think, you know, if I look at my grandfather's generation, there's amazing, amazing difficult things that he had to deal with um, that really puts into perspective, you know, how easier things have gotten. But still, we all have our own challenges. And it's the same thing for the younger generation. If they don't have a lot of physical challenges or they're like, you know, life is easier and more convenient now, they have all these apps and all these services. Still, they're going to have a, a human crisis, an existential challenge of trying to find meaning of life, trying to find a reason to do things when they're, you don't have to do things a lot of times. I, I see situations where kids are you know, going through school and they don't have the best grades and they still kind of just get through. I see you know, people getting jobs and you know, as long as they kind of show up, they're not really getting fired or even getting promoted. They're kind of sitting there. And I, I feel like it's, you know, society has become so successful and there's so many things in place that there's a lot of ways that people can do that. It's very, very easy to coast. Um, and, you know, why move forward? Why try harder? Never finish, I think, really speaks to that problem. So even if you're a person who doesn't necessarily have a goal or you haven't necessarily found success and you become stagnant, I think if you just feel like life itself is kind of blah or you're not really going for anything, Never Finish might be even a better book than his first book. Because it talks about kind of why do you keep going and what are all the problems that he faced, all the mental challenges, or all mental challenges typically that he faced when he's going through these things. Um, I think that's something that's really cool. I love those books, and I definitely want you guys to check them out. And um, I don't want to kind of drag on the podcast this week. I want to kind of get to the point for both things we're talking about. Check out those books. I want to also talk about Leonardo da Vinci. It's going to be the next segment on the podcast. We're going to do like a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to get into Da Vinci and kind of get into his life a little bit more. And also, if you guys don't know, I'm going to do an extra segment this week, um, kind of an after show of the podcast, where I'm going to just kind of tell you guys some things going on in my life and things that I'm doing. I guess we're going to call that like the after show, like the, that after show of Sammy Rye. We can go ahead and coin that phrase. That's for like the, the people who really love and support, right? If you want to hang out that long, um, you know, come there. And then, you know, also on SammyRye.com, S-A-M-I-R-Y-E.com, we have a link to our Discord in the menu bar. Come hang out in the Sammy Rye, Sammy Rye Syndicate. It's a place where kind of use content creators, friends, and just anybody who wants to be there, supports each other, shares ideas, shares new articles, free resources, ways to save money on things you're doing. Really just listen to each other. And as a community, we kind of just, you know, know what we were looking for. And it's smaller. It's it's an, a kind of a, a more intimate place. So like you're not going to get lost in the mix like you will with other bigger discords. 
And I think that's really a cool thing about it. So we're going to hop to the commercial real quick. When we get back, Leonardo da Vinci, which you may not realize, which you may not understand and how it applies to your life today. So Leonardo da Vinci, this is an interesting topic, I think, for the podcast because there's so many misconceptions surrounding this person. I think, you know, it doesn't matter to me if someone finds like a stone on the ground and they pick up that stone and they say, hey, this like stone makes me feel happy. That's awesome. You can take something and be, it could be whatever you want it to be. So if you already have an opinion in your head about da Vinci and you like it, I'm not here to shatter that or anything like that. That's awesome. I think that's kind of the point, really. And what I've learned about him is that, you know, for me... I've always seen myself as a person who enjoys to do lots of different things. I love, I don't say I would love like regular academic learning so much, but I love learning different creative things. And I see with some people, they have that where they like different kinds of art. Some people feel like they're more, you know, into one kind of art or business. Um, There's people who have interest in lots of things, people who have more focused interest. And this is, you know, that's why the world's amazing. There's so many different kinds of people out there, right? And da Vinci kind of, you know, gets a lot of attention. He wasn't the only Renaissance man. He's probably the most famous one. And really, he's probably the most famous one because of his paintings. He was most known for his paintings. I found out in his lifetime, he only put out 25 actual paintings that, like, people actually saw. There's, like, some other lost works. I'm sure he made a lot of other paintings that were unfinished, um, probably practiced and things like that. But really, he only has, like, 25 works he's really credited for. And when you think about a painting, you know, drawing or painting a beautiful picture and how long that might take, to think about someone's entire life, to think they did 25 pictures and they're as famous as him, it's kind of incredible, especially because, you know, you see this kind of stuff now where, like, you can go find artists that are making all kinds of art and they're pumping out art maybe, you know, two or three times a week, amazing, beautiful pictures, very complex, and they can be completely unknown. They might make hundreds of pictures over the years. Um, and they're completely unknown, right? I mean, Boss Logic is somebody I follow on Instagram a lot. I feel like he's one of the biggest, you know, newer artists out. I feel like he trends a lot. He does a lot of stuff, this kind of commercial where he'll like take an actor and make him into a Marvel or DC character and stuff like that. He actually was partially responsible, apparently, for helping Rosario Dawson land the role on the Mandalorian TV show. Um, someone must have showed someone the artwork, but she actually went on Instagram, went back to the picture. And then, like, thanked him, um, saying that that picture actually sparked a conversation, which got her the invite to, like, maybe audition or whatever. It kind of started the whole thing. It kind of made Disney see, like, hey, maybe that would be a cool person to play this character. And she landed a pretty cool part. I think she would be back in season three of Mandalorian. I think she's even getting a spinoff show. So imagine all that from, you know, one artist on Instagram deciding because they wanted to to make a picture. That's really powerful. And I think it's really hard because there's so many images out there nowadays to do that. And that's why I want to talk about Da Vinci. Because Da Vinci is someone who existed in a time period where there was less of a crowd. Not saying that less humans on the planet were making pictures. It's just it seems like because of where he was making pictures, the art he was doing, the families he were connected to, the people who discovered his work and bought it. It was very sought after and known by the people of that time period. And there was no internet. There wasn't like a way that all people in that era could like display their art. Maybe other people were just as good as him or something like that. We don't know, right? And looking into it, you know, trying to learn about his life, it was interesting to see that he's also credited with so many other inventions, um, you know, feats of engineering, feats of medicine, a lot of theories. His notebook is very, very famous. He has lots of like, you know, ideas like how to concentrate solar light. It's like a single beam, like use it for different things. Um, I think he had one of the first, like, machines that used, like, radio frequencies. It was, like, a calculator, basically. 
But most of his inventions were never finished. They didn't actually work. They were, a lot of them were just theories. So it's kind of interesting to see that, like, and this is not even, like, to diminish him in any kind of way. It's just that at the time, you know, what was that? Was it just hype from people? Obviously, he had a lot of amazing ideas. But to think of someone who has so many unfinished ideas getting that much recognition, it was just at the time, it was just really uncommon to have someone doing that. I like to focus on that part because I feel like a lot of times people get looped into this trap where you're doing things online or you're trying to figure out what to do next. And we always gravitate towards, you know, the beaten path, what we know will work, what seems like it's going to work. I mean, I have a big issue with media right now. There's so many clickbait articles, even a lot of websites I used to respect. I see them constantly making clickbait articles. Everyone's going to do whatever it is you can do to get more attention. However... You know, in this situation, you I think you can find that by being yourself, by doing what you like to do, that actually what makes you the more the most different thing that's out there, right? So sometimes I think about like my podcast, for example, and like my heart is writing and directing. I like to write, I like to direct, I like to make movies. That's what I want to do. That's my passion. I'm focusing a bit on writing now so I can get out some books. I'm trying to self-publish, which David Goggins talks about in his book. Um, but you know, there's a lot of things I like to do. I enjoy making music. I've recorded over 100 songs. I've, I've learned magic. I've done some magic tricks. I had some little small magic shows I've done for people. Um, I recorded videos with other magicians. I've, I've um, made music videos for other artists. I've collaborated with other artists. I've tried my hand at singing. Um, I'm drawing currently. And if you might think, oh, wow, that guy's cool or he's doing all these things. I honestly feel like I'm not very talented at any of these things. <laughs> and I say that because... It's important when someone talks about Da Vinci, they, they immediately go to talent, how talented it was. But looking into his story, at a young age, he came from a poor single, single parent family, but he was, um, a, he was mentored by a famous painter. And I've noticed in my life, over the last few years especially, there's so many things you can learn by going online, sitting down, taking a few weeks, at least to get a grasp on something, even if you don't become a master of it. I don't feel, honestly... And I've seen other artists say this, other accomplished artists say this. It's not really a case of talent. If you're a person who has zero imagination, it's just not how your brain works. Perhaps you only like numbers. Perhaps you only like working with your hands. Um, maybe then yes. Maybe you might not be someone who's even interested in this kind of stuff. My point is if you have any interest, any imagination, anything you want to do, you can do it. That is, that's, that's all talent is right there. That interest, that passion that's what the word talent is. You might sit down and then like be all thumbs, right? And not be able to work at it at all. But anything I found when it comes to playing the piano, when it comes to uh, playing the guitar, any instrument I've ever got to put my hands on, when it comes to martial arts, um, anything I've tried, it's all about learning the proper technique, doing it over and over again, taking your time, being patient with it. There is literally nothing you cannot learn. Some things may be more harder than others, you might have a, a propensity to like you know be something a little bit better at this than that, but if you have a an, a joy when you're doing it and it makes you kind of want to keep doing it, I think you always should continue at it. I mean, I see this with lots of people who like to do arts and crafts, and their main jobs have nothing to do with arts and crafts. But it's amazing to me to see how many talents my friends have or people I come across where they like to go home and they make some really cool artwork that you know may might never go anywhere or be sold commercially, but that's not what success is. Success isn't that. Success is that you sat down, you put your mind to something, you accomplished something, and that, that matters for you. 
I heard this great quote my friend Billy shared me from, from David Bowie, which I've been thinking about constantly for the last two weeks. And he explains that, you know, when you start doing any kind of art, you do it to learn something more about yourself. So I think when you have that itch and you say, you know, for example, I wonder if I can make a song. I wonder if I could sing. I wonder if I could draw. I wonder if I could make a sculpture. You're, you don't know if you possess this ability, if you can do this thing. And I think really what you find as you go out there and you start pursuing these things, you, you start finding like, what kind of pictures do you like? What kind of music do you like? When you're making a sound, what kind of sounds do you like to make? It's a lot of self-discovery. It's not about, you know, the commercial end of it or getting attention, which is kind of where we're all like, you know, kind of herded to these days because it seems like that's what success. If you don't do that, you're not being successful. I think that's not true. I think really the most success comes from, you know, just you being happy. I see this most with my, my daughter, right? My daughter's seven years old. And when I see her do some art, and it brings joy to her life. The same way you're watching a cool show, playing a game, maybe interacting with friends. Some of her most satisfying moments come from whatever art thing she's working on. That's so important. Why, why trivialize that and say, no, you have to make money off of it or that doesn't matter. And to see it in Da Vinci's life, you know, one of his paintings, I think, recently sold for almost $500 million. It's credited as being the the highest selling painting, at least in these times of the article I read, the article I was reading. Um, but that happened way after his lifetime. You know, I'm sure he had financial, you know, ability in his lifetime, but it wasn't it wasn't all that was about. A lot of the word of the mouth about what he was doing was just people really kind of acknowledging him. And I have to imagine with him and anyone else, when it comes to them liking to do lots of things, they do it because they enjoy doing it, right? So looking at that, I want to kind of just say like, you know, if you guys are out there and you're listening, you have some unfinished ideas, you have some things you're working on, keep at it. You know, never think that it's not worth it. Never think it's not worth sharing. It's, it's just a different mindset. I think we're so used to seeing the polished, perfect product out there that we're just like apprehensive towards, you know, not being perfect. And that's something we have to get away from. Also, you know, something I think I realized with him is that he tried a lot of experimental things. He was always looking forward to the future. And recently on the podcast, we talked a bit about AI art and also like AI um, you know, music and there's AI writing now. And you're kind of starting to see all these things trend on TikTok and stuff around AI. Like everything is a lot of negative conversation around it. A lot of people don't really understand what it's for. But I definitely think that it's a, lot, it's a cutting edge thing that's there that's going to really enhance people's ability to share their ideas. And that's really what matters. I think people are obviously going to use it to take shortcuts and be lazy. But, I mean, people have always done that, right? There's lots of people who use YouTube to make videos that aren't great. There's a lot of people that take pictures for Instagram that are subpar before AI. It's going to be down to the individual what they want to do with it, how far they want to go. I mean, there's some cool AI pictures I've seen. There's other ones that are very repetitive. And you kind of already see, like, oh, great, here's another AI picture of something. Um, it's really supposed to be a jump-off point, a way to start something and move forward. And people are kind of just using it bare bones. I'm sure there'll be lots of people who make money just using it lazily and being the first ones through the door. Um, but I think about Da Vinci and say, well, I wonder if Da Vinci would, you know, would invest or you know, put some time into AI art. Of course he would. Why wouldn't he? He was constantly trying to do everything else. So I think that's how art always should be examined. Anything should be examined that way. If there's some kind of advantage coming, you should try it. You should see you know, where does it fit in your workflow or if you can use it for anything. Especially like, you know, if you have a situation where, 
again, you have some kind of small business or idea and you just need like a picture done or you just need like a, a piece of music done or something like that. You can go to Fiverr. You can go hire someone if you know someone who knows how to do it. Um, and if you need something high quality, you're going to probably want to do that. You're going to want somebody who's professional about it. You could also learn. You can go on Udemy and try to do it yourself. That might take longer, but that also can be a satisfying journey. Um, and then finally, there's going to be some options you have with different apps where you can download stuff. I mean, you can even go online now and buy completed songs. There's a lot of even like free uh, stock music. You can go on Adobe Creative and you can pay a fee for them. Um, I think Storyblocks is another website online. You can pay a fee for them. You can just They just give you a bunch of finished songs for like a, cer- a certain monthly fee. What's the difference in that, right? I mean, if, you, if you're questioning someone's art ability and they just go out and pay $30 a month and have you know 2,000 free songs a month or whatever they can use, if someone actually takes the time and put their ideas into an AI-created song or, or picture, why not? I mean, how does that make them less than everyone else who's just paying for it, right? It's all kind of the same thing. And thinking about Da Vinci and how he would go and embrace these new things, I think that's always the mentality we need to have. Our children are going to have so many new advantages and so many things they have to go after. Um, and there's always going to be someone else who's going to try these things, right? So moving forward with art, I think we should you know, realize that people have setbacks. A lot of things don't get unfinished, like Da Vinci. Um, and then even going into the Gagas thing, you know, it's, it's also important to figure out why do you keep going with those things you have going on. So whatever your goals were for 2023, things you're looking forward to, I think those are good goals. I disagree with the people out there who are naysayers and try to make it seem like, oh, that doesn't matter. Why not start over? Why not keep going? This might be the time you see that thing through, or you might be the time you realize that there's something you don't really want to do or you worked it out of your system. That's fine too. I hope you guys are having a great time this week. We're going to go to basically the end of the show, and I'm going to do this extra little segment called That After Show with Sammy Rye. Well, I'm just going to share with you guys some things going on in my life personally, some things I'm working on. If you guys are interested in that, that's cool. That's kind of like my, my part of it, the podcast for me. Um, and this is the podcast for you guys. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you want to, hang out. And of course, like I mentioned before, go to SammyRide.com, join the Discord. See you guys in the Samurai Syndicate. I hope you're having a great week. Peace. If you want to, hang out for the after show. You guys are there. Uh, go ahead. Pour yourself a drink. Welcome to the after show. This is where we relax. This is where we, we take it we take it down a notch. We just have a little conversation here. How you guys doing? I hope you guys are having a good week, right? Thank you for coming to that after show with Sammy Ryan. I'll tell you what, at the end of a, end of a podcast, when, after doing some podcasting, that's how I always feel. I always want to relax and just, whew, there's a surprising amount of work that can go into Doing a podcast, or at least trying to do a podcast. Well, I hope you guys think it's good. I'm trying, I'm trying to step up my game. Episode 93 this week, right? Um, a lot of cool things happened this week. So first thing was I got to get into um, acting and recording my own sound skits. And that unlocked such an awesome journey because I had this idea to start doing some more, you know, samurai theme stuff for the show. Um, and I want to get into, you know, a lot more directing this year. I've definitely been like, like, afraid in a way. I don't know if the word isn't fear. I guess I've kind of been, you know, not knowing what I really want to put out into the world in terms of video. Um, When I was younger, it was easy. I like making music videos with my friends. I like acting with some of my friends in Defer. They like to do acting stuff. Um, And then being completely by yourself and not really having actors at your disposal, 
Um, it's put me in a weird spot. Where, like, do I want to be an actor? Do I want to do a bunch of videos by myself? And I'm kind of always back and forth on the fence about that because it's not really the content I always want to make. I have some ideas. I've made some videos for TikTok that are kind of funny. But I really want to show people that I can direct movies and I can write movies. And with my screenplays and my books that I write, it's hard to translate that into video. Um, but I still feel like when it comes to directing, it's telling a story. So a uh, fun thing I got into was doing some voice acting. And that's the stuff you heard this week on the podcast. Um, I basically booted up a computer I had that been having a lot of problems getting this computer to run and stay running. Um, and I was able to get into a music program that I own and kind of starts, you know, I, I originally did, I think, the first get actually off my phone using just a sound recorder. And I took those files and used Adobe Audition on my laptop to try to just arrange them. And that was pretty straightforward. I then had to find some royalty-free music and some sound effects. And that was its own process. And that's I've had that problem before where when you start looking around the internet for random things, it's a mixed bag of what you'll find. And then there's always that worry of, you know, you guys are on some royalty-free website. Is this song really royalty-free? Um, of course, the podcast is small. Not everyone's listening to it now. But you never want to get to a place where you're, like, you're in this position where you end up robbing someone or something like that. That's not the intention. So I never like going into those realms. And usually I avoid them. I just don't go that way. I'm paying currently for a cool app called MidJourney. I'm trying it out. It's an a, AI art app that you can use to generate art for you. But there's problems that come with it. It's it's the best app out there, so it's definitely worth the money. It's great for ideas, but it's not really you know what I think you want to put out into the world. At least not me. I don't want to come out with some like really polished picture that looks amazing and put it out into the world and be like, look, this is what I do, and then the next picture is nothing like that. So that's the problem with AI art, and people don't talk about this a lot. Is like if you want to be known for something, you have to storytell. There has to be a theme or a story is going along. People like artists because of the type of art they make. So if you're just making the same AI art using the same program everyone else makes, that's not the point. However, it is great for ideas, for inspiration, to basically get a concept. If you have in your mind, you can kind of type down some words. They call them prompts. And then it will give you you know, a rough idea of what that might look like. And then you can take that and wonder, like, what is it you can do or how can you do it, right? I've been experiencing a lot more, instead of doing, like, that photorealistic stuff with cartoons. And um, even maybe possibly now I'm thinking about some animation since I did voice acting this week, right? So that's something I want to share a lot more this year on the podcast, that whole, like, polymath side of me, that whole little Leonardo da Vinci side of me, right, of, you know, I like to do a lot of things. I like to try and learn lots of things. I'm constantly excited about new, different ideas new technologies, new ways to work. Do they help? Do they not help? Because um, you find that there's hurdles. There's anything that seems like it might be, you know, that silver bullet. There, It presents other hurdles. I, I love using, um, for screenwriting, I use uh, Final Draft. I don't know why I couldn't think of it. And Final Draft keeps putting out new versions. And it's always perplexing to me. We're like, buy this new version. And I look at the features, and I'm like, I don't know if I need these features. Some of the features, I guess, some years are based more towards, like, writers who work in a writer room. Other features are, like, if you're a writer and you have a friend online who writes. It's it's like, oh, I don't know if I want that. But then I've had, I had some difficulties keeping my old ones up to date. The, the best one, apparently, is the one on the iPhone. It's almost ridiculous to me. The cheapest version that works on the iPhone, works on the iPad, is definitely the one that works the best for me in life. It's just easy. It just, I can use it anywhere. The last screenplay I've been working on, I could write it literally from my couch watching TV 
on my phone and then sit down on a real computer and it's it's basically perfect. I don't even have to do much with it. Um, that's amazing to me. Another app I use a lot, so I want to mention you guys all the things I got going on. I use Grammarly a lot to help me um, not edit, but like put out the best first draft possible. Then you still have to go back through and edit by hand, but it's a lot better. And then I'm also using Fiverr to pay for someone to edit the um, the, the, the the rest of the things that I do. Those are the my my that's my my process for that. And I'm starting a lot with more shorter movies, shorter screenplays, shorter books. Those are a lot cheaper, but you can find someone who can edit your 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 book and and show you like the things they thought were wrong with it and stuff. Getting that fresh pair of eyes is not very expensive, and I definitely recommend Fiverr. If you hang out in the Samurai Syndicate, I've actually put some profiles up there of people that I think are great editors for Fiverr. Um, so hopefully you guys check that out if you're interested in that. But yeah, so that one week we got. AI art, we got music, we got all these different things going on, and getting to do some voice acting, kind of this anime style, American English dub, voice acting kind of thing, has been very fun. It really digs into like my passion I have for voice acting and, and anime and all that kind of stuff that I really love. So it's been a great thing to bring that to the podcast and kind of, you know, you know, and heighten that, that, that experience, basically. Um, other things I got going on this week is trying to get my live stream. We do a live stream on Wednesday on YouTube. And I think I'm after trying to do it this week, I'm going to move it into um, my office space and basically build like a studio set for it. I have a lot of equipment for it, but I didn't want to dedicate it to just streaming. I, I do a lot of like, I do a lot of acting and um, green screen work and just a lot of experimenting. And um, I didn't want to put like a video game set up in the middle of that, but I want the stream to be better. And I want to try to get more stuff out there. So that's some other things I'm going to do with the, the stream and try to get that kind of done for the next week. And also, I want to keep adding more segments and more different parts of the podcast to make it a bit of a longer thing. But yeah, the acting this week took up a lot of time. And I really enjoy it. I enjoyed updating the commercial also, trying to make it shorter, hopefully more entertaining. Um, because I know it's something you guys care a lot if you listen to the podcast often. And then in my own personal life, my, my son got honor roll recently. That was cool. Um, my daughter's in second grade. She's enjoying school. We all had a decent holiday. And um, yeah, moving into that new year, I think everyone has a kind of a new energy. I like that a lot. A lot of my friends I talk to, I feel like they're doing pretty good. And I hope you guys are doing good. You know, one of the things I like doing besides learning stuff and doing art and talking about these things, I like helping people. It's one of the things I enjoy doing. I enjoy talking to friends. I enjoy seeing projects they have going on, seeing if I have an idea that can help, seeing if I can somehow get involved. And in Samurai Syndicate, you know, we're hanging out in Discord and we're talking. That's kind of the community we're trying to build there. So if you, you know, just like encouraging people, right? If you say, hey, you want to, you just don't mind saying a nice thing to someone every once in a while. You'd be more than welcome in the community, right? It's a great place to come hang out. Um, there's some other podcasters in there, other people who are sharing things that they do. And I love it. You know, it's really something that, you know, before any kind of money really comes in for any of these things, this is what I enjoy. This is why I can do it every week because I enjoy it. I enjoy talking to people about their life and things they do on the podcast. I enjoy, you know, talking about art and different things going on in entertainment. And also, you know, enjoy learning and sharing what I learned and what exciting new thing I think is coming around the corner. And that's pretty much it. So I'm going to wrap it up. I won't be too long-winded on the after show. Again, it's another concept. Another, you know, see what you guys, how do you guys react to it. Keeping the podcast a bit shorter, more focused. And next week, we'll have some other you know segments I want to do weekly. Like um, We'll get in some of We'll see what actually makes the cut. And just get some responses from you guys. See what you actually like, what you dislike. Keep it, keep it going, right? Keep it evolving, pushing it forward in 2023, trying new ideas. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you have a great night. <laughs>